Beat on Audio, the podcast for writers and all who are interested in books, literature and the printed word. Write on Audio has moved to a weekly format, splitting our content into shorter themed podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe in your favourite podcast app so you don't miss any of our editions. Write on Audio writing tips. Inspiring your writing by sharing tips from prominent authors. For our writing tips this month, we'll hear from Australian writer Bill Swiggs. Based in Western Australia, Bill has forged a career in writing over 30 years, alongside time in the Australian Air Force and working as a police officer and firefighter. Bill's acclaimed 2019 novel, Blood in the Dust, won a Wilbur Smith Adventure Writing Prize. Here's Bill with some advice for writers, starting with advice on openings for novels and stories. Hi, Bill Swiggs here. I'm an Australian author and have been writing for 30 years. I started out with short stories and after seeing a few of these published, decided to try my hand at writing novels. And For any writer starting out, the road to recognition and publication is a long and difficult one. You're going to face many hurdles and a great deal of self-doubt along the way. I struggled along for years before finally making a breakthrough. Even so, now the path ahead isn't entirely smooth and like any writer I have to work at my craft, but here are some tips I've picked up along the way. I hope that some of you will find them useful. When beginning a novel, have an idea in your head of what your story is about before you type your first word. I'm more of a pantser than a plotter, but I do have a sense of where the story will end up and an idea of a few major steps in the plot along the way. These don't have to be hard and fast, and you can change them as the story evolves, but you should know the direction you're going to take the story as you begin. Sort of hold the reader's hand and lead them onto the path you want them to take. Never begin with long descriptions of setting and background information. Jump right into the story and have your main protagonist at the beginning if possible. Give the descriptions of settings in small sippets that the character notices. For example, don't write in the narrative that it is a hot sunny day. Have your character hopping from patch of shade to patch of shade and fumbling with their water bottle while wiping sweat from their brow. The reader will get the idea. Don't start with backstory. Take the reader right into the here and now of the plot. If your story needs a past event, As part of the plot, write this as the prologue, but write the prologue in the here and now. You can title it as the past event, just to let the reader know, for example, London, 1788. Then title the main body of the story with present day or something like that, but only do this if it is crucial to the story. Clive Cussler did this very well with his novels. You can check out some of his work if you need a little inspiration in that area. Don't start with your main character on the way to somewhere. Have them there already. Get into the guts of the story as soon as possible. Of course, if your story is about surviving a plane crash or something similar, you may want to have them arriving at the airport or the train station, wherever, but have them notice the storm moving in off the ocean or whatever is going to cause the disaster. The point is, get your character to where the action or conflict is happening as soon as possible. Show your reader what your character looks like. Give give them an idea. Don't tell this in narrative, but show the reader. Something like, you know, Julia pulled a brush through her, her long raven hair. 
or Frank squinted his brown eyes against the noonday sun. You get you get the idea from that. Don't run all the description in together like a shopping list. You spread it out over a few pages or even you know the first few chapters. Don't wait too long to introduce the antagonist. Let the reader know this is the bad guy or whomever and that the main character is going to have a dickens of a time dealing with them when they finally meet up. Set the path to conflict so the reader will want to know how it all unfolds and, and keeps reading on. Well, that's beginnings. These are my tips for writing in general. And the first one is one that every writer when they're starting out, hears and um, knows quite well, and it's show, don't tell. And it means that the author shouldn't be telling the story through narrative. Let the characters show the reader the story, the descriptions and the actions in, in real time from the character's point of view. Here are a couple of examples, like uh, Nancy's eyes filled with tears. That's telling. Instead... You need to show this by using something like Scott felt his heartbreak as he watched Nancy's blue eyes fill with tears. It comes across much better and tells it from the character's point of view, not the narrator's. Keep the narrator out of it as much as possible. Don't tell the reader what happened. Show them what happened in real time. This is important, especially when writing fight scenes or heavy action scenes. Have a think about what you are going to write and sort of choreograph it out in your mind or, or in notes before you begin. You don't need absolutely every action, just the main ones, the punches and the blocks and the heavy breathing, all interspersed with a bit of dialogue, of course. Don't tell after you have shown. The reader is a genius and they'll figure it out, or their imagination will fill in any perceived gaps in the action or storyline. Show your characters' reactions and make the reaction fit the situation they find themselves in, but don't overdo it. You also need to have them react immediately and the reactions need to be in their natural order. Show whatever happens fastest. Interior emotion first, that shot of adrenaline or heavy sadness. Instinctive actions or dialogue, jumping back from danger and cursing. Then the rational actions, picking up a weapon, reaching for a door handle. Then rational dialogue, what they say out loud or to whomever they are with. And then lastly, interior monologue, the thinking process they are going through. If you write reactions out of their natural order, it will jar in the reader's mind. They may not figure out what caused it straight away, but it will interrupt the flow of their reading. And that's what you don't want as a writer. And lastly, have plenty of conflict in the story. This can be either emotional or physical or internal or external, as they put it, or even better, a combination of both. Conflict is what grabs the reader's attention. It has them reading on to find out what happens next. Without conflict, the story is just a chain of boring events. Now that's writing as such. I'd like to just um, touch a little bit on the process of writing and what, what works for me. And uh, the first one here is try and establish a regular writing routine. I know this is hard to do and that life gets in the way, but if you can, try and write at the same time and in the same place. I find this sort of switches the mind to writing mode. The mind says, OK, we're at the desk we use for writing and it's writing time, so we must be writing. 
I find this sort of helps to get started, get those first words down. And uh, also, I throw my phone out of reach so I'm not distracted by it and tempted to pick it up and check Facebook or whatever if I pause while writing. If I want my phone, it's a conscious effort to get up and go and get it. Try and avoid distractions and hopefully you can get your friends and family to give you the writing time you need. While you are writing, never look back. Most writers starting out never complete a first draft. Just keep going until you reach the end. Having said this, when I start a writing session, I always read the last few paragraphs so that I can get my mind back into the story. But don't get caught up with fixing spelling and grammar. That comes much later. Work at finishing that first draft. It is a great feeling when you type the end on a manuscript. It really gives you a sense of achievement. Join a writer's group, either in person or, or online. This will put you in touch with like-minded people who will become your support network and share in your ups and downs. Being a writer is a lonely employee, but no person is an island. Everyone needs someone to pick them up when they stumble or to pat them on the back when they do a good job, and writers are no different. Get your work out there. Seek good, honest feedback from people in your writer's group or beta readers. Listen to what they are telling you and take it on board. You don't have to act on every suggestion, but be prepared to make some changes to your pride and joy. Send your writing off to competitions, and if you can afford it, get a professional manuscript ass assessment from a reputable assessor. Do your homework first. There are lots of irreputable organisations out there who are looking to take a writer's money without offering much in return. This is where a writer's group can help. Writing is hard enough as it is. Don't fall victim to a scammer. Be prepared to rewrite, rewrite, and then rewrite some more. As you self-edit your work, if you come across a scene that you think doesn't quite work, then rewrite it. The beauty of word processes is that you can type up a new scene as another document and then cut and paste it right into your manuscript. I don't know of any writer who is ever satisfied with the final product of their writing. Rewriting is improving and polishing towards that final draft, if there is ever such a thing as a, a final draft. If you are seeking an agent or pitching direct to a publisher, do your homework first. Find an agent who specialises in the genre you have written. It's no good sending your action-adventure manuscript to an agent who mainly works with romance or vice versa. It's the same with publishers who accept unsolicited manuscripts. They all have their areas they specialise in and you need to fit into that area. Otherwise, you're just wasting their time and yours. Don't burn a bridge. You don't have to. Finally... My last piece of advice, and the main piece of advice I give to all emerging writers, is persevere. Never give up. You'll be knocked down more times than you care to count. It's hard getting rejected, but it is all part of the business. Pick yourself up, dust yourself off, grit your teeth, and send that manuscript off to the next place on your list. You will develop a thick skin, and you're going to need it. I can't stress enough that you should keep going. Keep writing, keep rewriting, and keep submitting. It is the only way to break through into the traditional publishing world. Well, that's about it. These tips and the writing process is what works for me. Of course, everyone's different, and every writer 
needs to find what works for them. But I hope I've given you a little something to get you started and help you on your way. This is Bill Swig signing off. Take care and happy writing. Thank you to Bill Swiggs for our November writing tips. We'll post links in the show notes for this podcast so you can find out more about Bill and his writing. We're always delighted to read your contributions. So if you'd like to see your words in Write On or hear them on this podcast, please get in touch. We'll share this link and all others mentioned in today's podcast as part of our show notes. I've been Tiffany Clare, and you've been listening to Write on Audio. Write on Audio is produced by Chris Gregory, and it's an alternative stories production for pen to print.